Welcome to another episode of Bad News Bears, a podcast about the news delivered badly by four friends discussing the most off-the-wall, unbelievably true headlines in the news, bringing you the real hard-hitting topics. I'm your host today, Timmy, and with me today, I have Emily, the mouth from the south. Hola. And they got Will, Mr. Bald and Beautiful. Si, senor. And Octavio, the most whitewashed Latino in North America. (laughs) Yeah, so we have more mail today. We got more energy. <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. You should have said, hey, y'all. Um, no, <laughs> where's, where's our mail, that? Where's our mail, mail time music? Oh, yeah, we need mail time. Mail time. Ooh, uh, mail. Copyright what's, that? Yeah. what's the Blue's Clues one? Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mail time. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much it. So we got a couple in, but uh, we have a oh, question no, that I'm going to ask. We just got a letter. We just uh, got a letter. Yeah. No, yep. I think there's two of them. A letter. I wonder what it says. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So we got a couple of them, but um, I'm going to ask you guys a question a bit. But first, um, a guy named Joey Filoni, he was talking about the story that I told last week. And he was like, so was there like a gun or not? Was it a real gun or was it really finger guns? And I completely forgot to mention, he totally had a real gun on him. He wasn't finger guns at all. It was a real gun. So, yeah. Oh, you forgot that bit. Okay. Just, yeah, I don't know. Can I was we, telling the story at the top of my head, and I just kind of forgot that a little bit. Who who brought that back up? Oh, a guy named Joey Filoni. Doesn't say where he's from. You're the best, Joey. <laughs> so here's a here's the actual question that we have, and it's a uh, here it's a guy from Ezra Weinstein from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, he was asking. <laughs> he said, <laughs> uh, "Let me pull it up real quick." <laughs> he said. In episode two, when you guys were talking about the um, promiscuous police officer, um, Octavio said that he found some people doing the do at his construction job. Uh, what do you guys do? And if you know, you guys are really good at telling news stories badly. So badly tell me what you guys do for a living. And that's from Ezra Weinstein from uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Is that where Jenny was? Uh, Jenny Hershey? No, she was from the block. Do they like chocolate? Hershey? Yeah, I think that's where Hershey's That's where it's from. from. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right, right. That is the chocolate They have a whole factory. theme park. They have a whole theme park about it. I know. That is right. the fudge packing factory. Okay, so the question. I wonder if it burned down with your butter. All right, uh, to describe what I do badly, I, I make pictures and tell people to post on the internet for events that are going on at my job and things that we're selling. You Sounds described like it pretty well. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty concise. It <laughs> was a very well description. I, I tell people I, I to can take picture pictures that. and put them up to advertise what we're selling. The only thing you didn't tell us is what it is, and I'm going to go with the sex shop. That, yeah. you, you caught me. <laughs> AdamEve.com. Emily's my only customer. It's crazy. Butt plugs. <laughs> Yeah. Shipping yeah. is so expensive. I think not. Amazon Prime is that only. Will, is that an outlet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's slightly outlet. used. It's slightly used. What? Toy, toys for second, twats. It's a secondhand, secondhand butt plug store. All right. Emily, oh, your God. turn. Um, 
I'm professional APO and I work in a large building that you can one work in, obviously you can sleep in it. You can eat in it and you can die in it and you can be born in it. Just if you feel like it. And I work in the first floor where you can go and hang out for 27,000 hours for free. I don't like that you're talking you to us like we're kindergartners. <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it. I don't. Um, I mean, I'm not. I just was trying to I think will. how I was going. Uh, I'm a Band-Aid dealer. <laughs> dealer? <laughs> you sell them to I them? like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because okay. he's top-notch. I deal them. I feel like you, you're you not the dealer. I feel like you're the supplier. Yeah, actually, that would be I am, top. I am the El Mayo of Band-Aids. <laughs> all right so there you have it uh ezra weinstein from what hershey pennsylvania know? oh i already told you in episode two i'm a construction worker uh and if anyone has any uh future questions you can send them calls. to <laughs> <laughs> yeah right? other dudes yeah other dudes with tight teams on yeah you can't right, call right. see that's a little more into your biz <laughs> yeah you you're right yeah you're right about that mm-hmm. yeah all right well thanks ezra for the question if you guys have any more questions for us feel free to send them in and uh i just want to say real quick before timmy you get into your story i really i think whatever you guys are doing spreading the word is working because we've literally seen the numbers double almost tripled since our first episode and uh, it's fantastic keep up the good work keep telling your friends about it we really appreciate it and well, to be on Send what? in those fan submission questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more the more we can interact with you, the better because we want we want you to feel like we're here for you because we are. We're and we're here to give you the bad news. Uh, so with that being said, let me go ahead and start uh, my first story. I've, I've named it "Chicken Wing, Chicken Wing, Hot Dog and Bologna." Uh, <laughs> so this is your story. No, no, this is about the. The, uh, the lunch lady who got arrested for stealing uh, 11,000 cases of chicken wings from their school her school district. Uh, State's attorney for Cook County, Illinois, um, has charged Vera Liddell, former public school worker, with stealing 11,000 cases of chicken wings and other food items worth $1.5 million in an alleged embezzlement scheme That's that took over... When you said 11,000 cases, I was like, oh, that's not that big a deal. But then you put it into perspective of money. That's a little <laughs> right. bit bigger deal. Right. That's a lot. And, that, and that took over a, play, a span over two years. That's so true. on January 26th, the former director of food services for Harvey School 100, 152, a school district 25 miles south of Chicago, was charged with the felony offenses of continuing financial crimes enterprise and class X felony theft which constitutes the theft of property worth more than uh, $1 million and carries a potential sentence of up to 30 years in a prison uh, and a max fine of twenty five grand and restitution. Uh, so does it say what she was doing with these said chicken wings? Uh, it, it, goes, it goes a little bit into it. Because um, unless you have a commercial-sized freezer... Right, yeah. right, right. It, 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 was it was over two years. She probably sold them like to people on the block. I mean, she might have been hungry. It was COVID, you know. She was locked in her house. Who knows? She just became a franchise owner of Wingstop <laughs> overnight. <laughs> I was going to comment and say like that's a lot of money for chicken wings to a school district or whatever. Like if they're equating it to like actual, 
you know, what the school paid or whatever, but our kids don't get chicken wings. Like no, they don't. I've yeah. just realized that. Like they've never had chicken wings at school. Right. So um a bond proffer for Liddell uh, that was filed by Kimberly Fox uh stated the massive fraud began at the height of COVID during a time when students were not allowed to be physically present in school. Uh, the state's attorney for Cook County um, said, even though the children were learning remotely, the school district continued to provide meals for the students that the families could pick up. Um, the defendant placed the unsanctioned purchases separately from the district's legitimate orders. Uh, believing the defendant was authorized to make the purchases, Gordon Food Services would then bill the school district for the items, and all the unauthorized purchases were subse- subsequently paid for by the district. Then in- it took them took them two years to figure out the extra. Correct because it, correct because in January 2022, a business manager for the district c- conducted a routine mid-year audit of individual departments to make sure spending was in line with the yearly budgets, and then the manager then discovered that the food service department had gone over its annual budget by three hundred thousand dollars, despite it only being halfway through the school year. That's that's a uh, spicy meet the ball right there. But right. also, I can kind of see how that would happen because they were giving so much extra food when the school bus would come around and, like, there were, the mm-hmm. lunch ladies were in the buses and, like, teachers that would volunteer to drop them off. And, like, kids that were even remotely learning prior to them not actually going back to school or whatever, they were still bringing food to everyone. And they would drop off, I'm not kidding, for two meals a day. The kids got, like, six milks each, like, six juices each, like, sandwiches. They had, like, pulled pork sandwiches. They'd get two each. It was like they were feeding ten kids well, for one household. I, I don't understand why if the kids are not present at school why because we still pay for it in our taxes Mm. obviously you're paying too much well i mean well i mean to be fair that was a magical time uh the covid experience here the bus would drive down the street and the kids it's like the ice cream truck they would run outside go collect a few we only um, did it one time i think because i think we did it a handful of times yeah we wouldn't do it every day but if you did they're like oh here take an extra bag or two for your the rest of your family and just a like sandwich or whatever like us people were forgetting that they even came by and then you know a lot of parents worked so like there were times when no one was home or the kids would be somewhere else and they just wouldn't Mm -hmm. be here for their run anyway but it was something that the school continued doing because it's a public school that is funded through the state's tax dollars. They're allocated a certain amount of money for that. And sadly, kids don't eat sometimes around here unless it's at school for breakfast and lunch. And Mm -hmm. I see firsthand that happening and we donate meals to the schools for the kids to take home every weekend so they can have food. It's so funny. It's hard Oh, I'm just, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it's it's so funny because like you you work for a school district, and the school district has to you know go through, you know their state their processes of hiring someone. It makes you wonder how someone like this got hired on. Um, and I did a little bit of digging, um, and come to find out that uh, what the filing stated is that the de- uh, the defendant had been hired as a consultant after her tenure as director of food services in 2021 to assist in the transition of the new director. Uh, the defendant continued to be the only person placing food orders for the district. As such, uh, she had contact with several Gordon Food Service employees via phone and in person multiple times per week. Interviews of those employees revealed that they were all familiar with the defendant due to the massive amount of chicken wings she would purchase. So people so knew just, about this. <laughs> yeah, like, damn. 
Ronda loved those chicken wings, huh? <laughs> what was her name? Liddell? What was her name? L- Liddell. Vera? Vera, Vera Liddell. Vera Liddell. You know, one of Vera's barbecues? Shit. <laughs> Get chicken wings up the ass. Give Vera so, Liddell's little wings. <laughs> 11,000 cases. So I don't know how many chicken wings would come in a case, but just imagine 20. if she turned out oh, 20 chicken wings. No way. There'd have to be at least a hundred, I would think. I mean, but, it's a random number, but <laughs> either way, like if she was turning around and selling that to people who were just like having cookouts, or even maybe to businesses, getting it like at wholesale costs or more mm-hmm. so wholesale. Yeah. Well, how much money she made? I'm, I th- is this story done? Like uh, being investigated? Because I, I would not be surprised if it came out that she had some kind of relationship with someone at Gordon Food Services, and they were like, "Oh, pick us to buy your chicken wings," and so you know the school is paying them a bunch of money, and so someone. Yeah, you, Gordon, you get kickbacks, yeah. So she she's been arrested. Um, I think they're still looking into it, so there might be more to it because, yeah. Like um, as far as we know right now, uh, Cook County State's Attorney's Office says that um, as of January 30th, uh, Verita Liddell was discharged from jail after posting 10% of her $150,000 bond. Um, and her next court appearance will be on February 22nd at the 6th the sixth District Courthouse. Yeah, like uh, I said, your appetite. Chicken yeah. If, if anything, <laughs> if be anything, outside the court. Yeah, right. If anything, she she might have been killing, selling chicken wings at the gas station or something like that. You know, yeah. be even more, a little. It'd be even more right. ironic if those are her meals in the prison. Gordon's chicken wings. <laughs> she's got to eat her own chicken now. That's all she well, got to eat. Well, then she's probably going to get get something sent in through the. She's going to get on the kitchen staff because I know she can cook. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She's gonna they, they, strike up another deal with Gordon's. They're gonna give her the responsibility of prison to order the food, hoping she gets some good stuff in there. <laughs> Embezzlement with the prison. There we go. <laughs> no, like she's gonna start getting shit. Take like, what's it called when you bring stuff in? Um, what? Put it in. Smuggling in. Yeah, like like I'm getting oranges and new black vibes. Yeah. 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 All what right. Well, got from Orange is the New Black is there's a lot of lesbian sex. A lot of lesbian sex. <laughs> so lesbian. It's, all, it's the, the only kitchen. thing I learned about female prison. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the only thing you have to know about it, really. I didn't know it was happening. That, and if you have a mustache as a guard, you're going to get a lot of action. Oh, I can't stand that MFR. <laughs> porn stash? Hey, porn stash was something. <laughs> I think he ruined his career for himself, actually. But no, no, he didn't. No, no, he's, he master actually, chief. He's, he's master chief. But we could always all see him as. Is oh, that was poor stash. stash, wasn't it? <laughs> sure was. Sure oh was. man, uh, he was also in um, uh, American Gods. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, which, amazing show. He played a. He played a, a basically a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, my story this week. Um, I got it not in our usual sources that we scoured the internet for actually on Tuesday morning, uh, I go to my office, uh, where to hang out in the morning before the work actually starts. And one of the, my coworkers, I don't know if he listens to the show, so we'll just call, call him Kyle. Uh, Kyle. Is this the same guy from the last episode? No, no, different Kyle. Different, no, different Kyle? Totally, totally okay. different Kyle, yeah. Man, all uh, these Kyles. He's so many Kyles. And uh, so he came up and he knows I do this podcast. And he's like, hey, have you heard the news? And I was like, nah, man, what you, like, depending on what you're talking about, I don't know. And he's like, well, um, this morning or yesterday morning, it's all over. It's, it's a local story it's, uh, from Mobile, Alabama, which is about an hour from where I live and about half an hour from where I work. So he's like, yeah, it's all over the news. And so I'm going to play a little. This is a two-part story, okay? So I'm going to play a little game with you guys. So 6 a.m., in Mobile, Alabama, in a small gas station, a, a worker 
stumbled across something in their parking lot. Man. And I want you guys to guess what she found in the parking lot. Meth. No. So it wasn't meth. Penis. Crackhead. Penis is correct. Penis. Wait, what? Uh, yes. It says 6 a.m. Mon- uh, Monday morning, uh, just this past week. So what day was that? Like January? Hold on. Let me do the math real quick. Uh, yeah. Last week? Yeah. So like 30th? 27th? Yeah, the 30th. January 30th. Nailed at 6 a.m., <laughs> a human penis was found in the parking lot of a gas station in Alabama. Versus how, do know, a... how do they know it was human? <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> I'm no expert well, on penises, but I think I would know a penis when I saw one. Well, yeah, I'd I would know a penis when I saw one, but I can be with, like... With or without it. the bun? <laughs> don't know i don't know it doesn't it's no there's no picture of it i didn't see it but i, I don't in the office so that we were just kind of imagining what like do you step on it and like feel the squishiness and then look down like oh my god that's a penis no you don't or, do like, that because then it gets hard and then you gotta deal with it <laughs> well it's just it's just a penis it's not attached to a person Didn't there's no Will blood flow. A body part yeah, but, story recently yeah but you gotta do the science see if it has a mind of its own Duh. yeah right <laughs> Maybe it's got some leftover nerves in it. Still. Can it work independent of the human body? <laughs> that's, that's a good test. We got to figure out. That's like an octopus. But you know, we, there's a bunch of older dudes in the office, and immediately the Babbitt story came up. I don't know if you guys remember that from a long time ago. She chopped off her dudes. Yep, and then they oh, she I mean, tossed oh, them. Oh, the Lorena Bobbitt, you mean? Lorena, yeah, yeah Bobbitt. That's what it is. Yeah. So the older guys brought that up. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that happening. But um, the police and investigators say that so far in their investigation, no, you know, this wasn't a crime. No one's dead. I mean, not dead. No one's murdered. Um, and no one was like assaulted. So this wasn't part of a crime. I have that no freaking of. clue. So now I want you guys no. to guess what they think it is or how it happened. Okay. So how um, did a penis end up at a gas station at 6 a.m. Monday morning? Someone he didn't has... listen to his mom, and it fell off. Like she said, it would if he kept playing with it. Okay, that was gonna okay. be my guess. Thank you, thank you, Emily. Appreciate I was that. One. Go with uh, someone has a detachable penis, and it just fell off. Uh, no, okay. Generally, they leave. They're at a party. Is what happens with detachable penises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Six a.m. You're not saying a human penis. Walking. You're not saying oh, a vibrator. You're not saying a dildo. You're not no, saying a strap no, on. Act- you're not saying like a. Flesh a surgical and, implant, nothing like that. No, flesh and blood, human penis. Hmm. So, uh, Timmy, do you have a guess? Um, I'm going to guess maybe an animal attack. Okay. That's a, that's a decent guess. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Octavio. <laughs> you're, welcome. You're, uh, you're, you're welcome. However, here's the second part of the story. And here's where it get, gets kind of horrific and not that funny. So the prevailing theory is, and it's just a theory because you got to do blood tests so far, but they're pretty sure that just before 6 a.m., like 5.30, it, that, I remember driving to work that morning. Uh, it was very, 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 I'm talking like you couldn't see five feet in front of you, that kind of. Uh, oh, yeah, that was really foggy that day. Really foggy. Like it, it was, I had to drive like 30 and it was, it was kind of scary. So what they believe happened, and this is actually very horrific and um, just a warning, it gets pretty intense. They believe that a man on a motorcycle driving uh, east towards Alabama was lost control of his motorcycle and he was ejected from the bike and because of the fog several vehicles ran him over without realizing it 
the man uh, who they believe is Christopher Means. He was 29 years old, and he apparently, according to this theory, was torn to pieces by the cars that ran him over. And he is no longer with us because of how brutal it was. So it is. it was found on footage from the uh, gas station that the penis was on the bumper of a truck that stopped to get gas at this gas station. And and the, they think they can see it fall off the bumper of the truck and land in the gas station parking lot. So the oh, guy was literally what? torn to pieces, <laughs> literally torn to pieces on, on this uh, interstate. And the, the penis somehow ended up on the bumper of this guy's truck. And when he went to stop and get gas, it fell off. That's I mean, a crazy hood on it. Yeah, you say it's a bumper ornament, kind of like racers have on their cars. How how did you how, go from saying there's no assault, no like murder, no death, no whatever, to no, no, no? It wasn't. I didn't mean to say death. There's no murder and there's no assault. It it wasn't foul play, is what they're saying. But this is their theory. It was penis play. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely penis play. Yes. So uh, Christopher Means was pronounced dead at the scene. Crazy part is, is only one vehicle stopped after running running him over. So, if you or anyone you know on Monday morning heading east towards Mobile, Alabama, felt something under your tires, maybe turn yourself in and and you know tell them that you are one of the people who ran him over because out of the several cars that ran him over, only one stopped. And so they're looking for people. Hey, if you felt like you may have ran something over Monday morning, you need to let us know. So yeah. you know damn well if you ran over a human being or an, even a small animal, like mm-hmm. don't be dumb. That's and yeah, not the fox. Good. People are stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, people don't deserve licenses. If you don't know it, if you can't see it, and you're just like, oh shit, that was a nasty pothole. Yeah, something. No as many clue. though, like people who like it happens on the freeway accidents. all the time. It happens on the freeway all the time. If it's pitch black and you don't know what you hit, you're like, I don't know. I just hit something on the freeway. I don't fucking know. And then you just keep driving. Yeah, some people they don't give a shit about their car. Blood. No. Oh my God. Yeah, they don't. Insane. So yeah, that's uh, the local story that I got from a coworker Tuesday morning. Wow. Nice. That's intense. It is very intense. It started out like, oh, you found a penis. Like, oh my God, what? Like, it just turns real gruesome real quick. Yeah, you find How a penis, after? you don't want to dick around after that, you know? They really don't. How long after you they were they found it did they piece it together? Uh, that was poor wording. Probably, sorry. <laughs> you should mean that. Probably within the first twenty four hours, they're just kind of like, "Wow, that guy got torn apart." And then there's a random penis just because it was just a few. It was like ten miles up the road though, so there was that dick was very long for a ride for a little little while. But it just the thought of someone running someone over enough to. Not only sever a penis, but for it to land on their bumper is wild. That must have been a brutal car crash. Right. <clears throat> Did you ever see the one in, I think it was LA? The car crash and the dude got ejected and got, he landed on top of the billboard. You know, the, the freeway, the freeway, you know, the freeway signs that are like 50 feet plus. Yeah. Up. Oh my yeah. God. He got ejected, hit mm-hmm. the sign and landed on like the little catwalk that's on it. Oh, geez. I just saw a how video fast were they going? Shoot. That. Except oh she was she landed on a power line. She's like hanging up there, and like the EMTs and medics were taking pictures of her because no one believed her. Like when they were calling for like backup and stuff, like she's she's on an active electrical wire. Like how are we gonna get her down? And they're like, yeah, yeah right. So the, she's got like pictures of it and stuff. That's nuts. that's gnarly. Yeah. So 
that was a uh, in the office that morning it was just it was like oh they found a dick at the at the gas station they went, how funny but then you like it's harrowing it turns into a real harrowing like oh my god so yeah, yeah that cool. was my story that went south real oh, fast <laughs> okay, and what well, do you got for us my story <laughs> is taking us down a tiktok and gofundme scandal that i just happened to stumble upon over the past few weeks Madison or Maddie Russo was arrested on January 23rd on first degree theft charge, which is a felony punishable by it punishable in Iowa by up to 10 years in prison. And it all began on TikTok in February of 2020 when her then 18 year old brother was diagnosed with type one diabetes and her mom had her tested for the markers and antibodies that would determine whether she could possibly develop it or have the disease in the future. Excuse me. She tested positive for all five markers and was diagnosed along with a brother with type one diabetes. She was only 17, but that was not the lifestyle she wanted for herself. So skip to October of 2022. She made a several part breakdown of her life story and said that in February, well, to be exact, February 10th, 2022, after having yearly lab work ordered by her primary care physician, it showed that her white count wasn't in normal range and that she never states like what the range was, what her whatever reasoning for the phone so no call or anything. No specifics. No specifics. It's very it. odd. Okay. Yeah. She then states that she was called by her oncologist. So we can say that's a red jumped, flag. Yes. She okay. jumps from a primary care yearly doctor, yearly lab order to getting called by an oncologist because her white count is not in normal range. Don't know where the oncologist came from, why they called her on the phone. Then she literally in the next sentence states that they are telling her that she has a mass in her pancreas and that it was stage two pancreatic cancer. She never stated how they staged it, scanned it. Like, we don't know anything. Like, she's literally just saying these things. So no specifics. I guess they looked at her through the phone and saw the mass and knew it was stage two. It was that big, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. brutal. So she states that maybe she... They had, um, maybe had those cancer-smelling dogs at the doctor's office. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's what happened. All right. So keep mm -hmm. that on the list of possibilities. Okay. They barked twice, and then each stage two, <laughs> and licked her pancreas. Well, there's 2A, there two 2B, two and then full-on stage two. So. Full-blown stage two? Yeah. She never states if it was 2A, 2B, or stage two. So who knows? Just full-blown. Full yeah, blown. Stage two. Full, full send. Age she two. said that she started treatment right after finding out that she had cancer and she had begun oral chemo and radiation. And she goes on to state how that how she had eight rounds of oral chemo and 50 rounds of radiation at the point of this update video, which has since been taken down. And I've been viewing all of these things on other people's screen recorded. Like they screen recorded her account and then posted it to theirs because it's huge drama right now. Damn, 50, 50 rounds of radiation. Exactly. Exactly. It's like exactly. a at mo that's like 50 weeks yes so I, i've seen maybe they February do to October. radiation twice a week and that's kind of normally yeah. they do it once a week but yeah yeah and um throughout the whole thing it, it was actually um it goes on to state that it's 25 rounds of oral chemo in the end and over 90 rounds of radiation so keep that in mind I know nothing about any of this, but that sounds like a lot. That sounds dangerous. It's not. Yeah, absolutely. In that that's short it. amount of time, that's not like. Yeah, that'd, that'd be like two, in two years, I would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sounds about not right. Not from February to October. Oh, geez. So, um, after going through a whole bunch of other videos and stuff, um, like from the get, there are so many red flags. And as a medical professional, but also a cancer survivor, it really just pisses me off. But. 
how she went from non-normal range on a white blood count on a yearly lab to having an oncologist call her, tell her about a malignant pancreatic tumor, having it staged without any mention of anything else being done, she'd have had to have a PET scan, more lab work, cancer markers, et cetera. The whole, it's a whole ordeal. Like, you know, Octavio, it was a huge ordeal. It's a very long process. So yeah, sure is. And none of it's done over the phone. So well, anyway. she might have, right? They have, I mean, COVID times. I mean, COVID. Yeah. We'll give her that. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she stated that she did have a scan after three months and that the tumor had begun to shrink. But all the while having the scan, it was found that her tumor had spread to her blood and that she was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. So So she's going to die. Yeah. I mean, unless she keeps doing that oral chemo and blasting her ass with radiation. Wow, you're making this really sexual. She goes on to discuss mental health in the video and how lonely cancer can be. Her mother was super supportive during the entire process of her documenting her diagnosis and treatments. She continued to update her mother, but she never allowed her to go to the doctor's appointments with her. No scans, like nothing. Her mother was never, ever, ever allowed to meet with any healthcare professionals. During the entirety, she's 19. But her mom was there for the type one positive antibody markers are like, uh, yeah, when her brother was diagnosed when he was 18. So like maybe that took the light off of her and she wasn't okay with it. I'm not really sure. Mm. Okay. Plus it, diabetes on, isn't as sexy as cancer, I guess. Not yeah. nearly as sexy. Everyone knows that. That's common knowledge. But type one is very like scary to just stumble upon. So like her brother, I'm sure was going through, you know, it's a, it's an entire life change. So especially yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's definitely, it's life altering for yes. sure. But during the entirety of her, um, Maddie saying that she had cancer, her mom was never allowed. So she went as far as to take herself off of her mother's healthcare plan and put herself on a state funded medical plan. So her mother wouldn't have any access to her records. Another red flag. Red flag. She posted pictures and videos often documenting her journey, and the TikTok medical, medical community started to take notice of quite a few inconsistencies in her stories as well as her pictures. She posted pictures with a feeding tube that was inserted as if it was a nasogastric tube for the feeding tube, but it was actually the end of the tube with the purple threading to screw into a peg tube, which is inserted surgically into your stomach. So, like, you could see the purple piece sticking out of her nose, and, like, she's holding an empty, like, feeding tube bag. And smiling with her chest port, and it's literally just like IV tubing wrapped around, and she's got it taped. There's no like actual. It reminds me of those pictures of people like. Yeah, I'm in the doctor. Yeah, they're they're AirPods in their nose for oxygen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you, you can see that. Yeah, exactly. It's coming down. Yeah. Like, I'm in the hospital like, today, boss. I can't make it in. Yeah. So. I just- Love that we live in a world where we can say the TikTok medical community. That's what I was thinking yes. too. I was gonna, what's the name of it? I don't want to discuss further. Like it's it, it's mainly medical. Like people who are. I know, but it's called Doctor Talk, or like what is it? No, it's medical TikTok. Doc Talk. I know, but they always have like cute names. Well, they have talk. nurse TikTok. They have Doctor Talk, Doc Talk, whatever you want to call it. But like mainly, these people were probably just like, you know, CNAs, RNs whatever's like medics just like nursing home people i don't know they're people who are frequently around these medical devices to know that she's got the wrong damn end stuck up her nose and you could still see the purple threaded calf that you would stick to a damn peg tube and the bag that she's supposedly being fed from is freaking empty so for like 
for layman's people like me as a construction worker, it'd be like a scene, a scene where they're using a uh, cutting torch to weld something. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Exactly. I or just saw it. I was telling my girlfriend, we were watching uh, uh, this new Bruce Willis movie. It's it's there's a three. It's a three part. I'm going off a little tangent, but it's a three part like movie thing. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. And it shows someone that was supposedly innovated in the hospital on a ventilator. And they were using oxygen tubing yeah. and just shoved <laughs> in his mouth instead of where an ET tube would be and like, you know, inch, yeah. you know, inch like diameter 20, vent tubing. Yeah. And I'm like, you're using oxygen tubing. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's, it's really but, funny. Like, do, like, crazy. do you guys not hire anyone that knows anything know. about you... medicine? To... Well, like I, I don't watch these shows as much as Emily. Like I'll, they'll catch my attention every now and then. But I'll watch her. I'll sit there and like watch Emily watch like Grey's or these other medical shows. Grey's like, has these gotten are, a lot better though. But yeah. But like back in the day, I hear you say I can hear you like talking like what this is a medical show. You think they'd have medical staff on pay to hey that's not how that goes like to make it as accurate as possible. But they're just kind of like shoving like you said like the wrong tubing. This simple fix like why yeah like i think it was an episode of the resident that i saw and it was early on when the show started that they had an lma that they had not it's literally like you could it's it, the end of the lma is just like in their mouth like the patient is literally holding it and yeah. it's not connected I've, to anything. I've, always like, heard, like, the most medically, I've always heard that the most medically accurate show in regards to stuff like that is house <laughs> No, I, th- I, th- no. I think they did a poll. It was uh, the Good Doctor, though. The Good Doctor and Grey. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Good Doctor. Now, the Good Doctor is very accurate, though. They do make it a point to be. I always love House because House it's like was very House was really good. House was fun. <laughs> House always cracked me up because it's like it's like a girl comes in uh, with a laceration on her arm, and you can clearly it's like she scratched herself on the desk, and he's like, "It's lupus," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, go ahead and do your experiments. I already know it's lupus. <laughs> I can smell it." <laughs> yeah. I got Anyways, all my medical knowledge from Scrubs, so well, that's the best place to go. I've never seen that show. That's never. It's probably you the most accurate. Most is accurate. Is it one of those shows that don't hold up in 2023 now? No, it still holds up. It's is it like Friends? Up. I've yeah. heard, heard this pl- problematic. No. It's like it's like ER if it was a comedy. Ooh, I love okay. ER too. Yeah, it's okay. got a, it's, it has uh, what's his name. Yeah, that guy. Zach yeah, that Braff. guy. Yeah, Zach Braff. Correct. Yes. Zach Braff. Got something and... right. Okay. Anyways, yeah, and the, so... the main doc is fucking hilarious. So that's. Yeah, that's true. Doctor Cox. The black guy. No, Doctor. No, Cox. that's the white guy. He was in uh, the uh, the project uh, where you kill people in an office. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he was one of the people. Office. Yeah, you get stuck in an office and you oh, kill yeah. coworkers. Yeah, I know what movie you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like a battle royale, but the, in yeah, the battle office. Royale, you, yeah, battle royale. Yeah, you're in an office building. Metal plates come up, so you can't get out, and then you kill your coworkers. <laughs> and it's like glass. It's like a you know, thirty it's, second it's very story entertaining. office. It's very weird. No, it's very. Not entertaining. I highly suggest it. <laughs> yep. If you can figure out what movie we're talking about, watch it because I can't remember the name. Anyways, please continue, Emily. <laughs> so she goes on to post um, pictures on TikTok and Instagram that people put into Google reverse image search. I think that's what it's called. Google mm-hmm. image search, whatever. Yep. And they noticed that she was actually stealing photos of actual cancer patients who have s- since come out and like stitched the videos of her using their pictures with their actual original post from you know years okay. ago or whatever. Can you please say this next sentence as serious as possible? Wait a second. Uh, straight oh, yes. Yeah, so, so TikTok FBI started noticing like... <laughs> <laughs> that a lot of things were looking like. Come on. <laughs> 
Okay, I will have you know that more cases are solved and more things like this are brought to light because people don't have a damn thing else to do but get in somebody else's business. So you're telling me. They mind everybody else's but their own on TikTok, I promise you. Tell me the FBI is on TikTok? No, I'm saying these people are self-proclaimed TikTok FBI. Like Doc Talk, it's FBI Talk. Like they're self-proclaiming to be like better than the FBI, but they're just TikTokers. They're using TikTok to investigate. It's like a crazy. And they're getting shit done. I'll say that it's given. Yes, but it's getting it done. Okay. So instead of people going to work, I mean, they could. They're doing this at work. You've seen all those ick videos that people got fired from their jobs for. All those nurses were doing ick videos with this the sentence you were just saying. So they started. Um, noticing that a lot of the pictures look like that they weren't even taken in actual medical facilities. They were taken in rooms to her apartment. And like one of the pictures in specific, like, so she's 19. So I guess she technically still could go see a pediatrician, but why would you be going to see a pediatrician when you have now got advanced stage pancreatic cancer, you're on radiation and chemo, blah, 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 blah. The freaking background is like those wall stickies that you buy at Walmart of like tractor, John Deere tractor trucks or whatever. And she's got like this gray medical looking chair with literally like paper, like wrapping paper, the back side of it that's white, flipped over the back of it. You can find a lot of stuff on Craigslist though. <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, I get what you're saying. So anyway, there's syrups in my house. For medical reasons? Yes. <laughs> do, do, is it connected to something that hangs from the ceiling? It doesn't hang from the ceiling. It hangs from him. No, I have it bolted to the floor in my garage. Mm. Damn. Anyone needs a... He gives, gives, giving out free pelvics. Um. Mm. <laughs> no, just those that uh, can't get... Gynecological okay. awareness. You're doing good for the gynecological community. Good yeah. things. It's backdoor abortions. Come on. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> So he's more the obstetrics field, ladies. Sorry about that. Anyway, that it's um, illegal. Well, Doc Talk, Doc Talk, if you're listening, he's he's just kidding. I know yeah, that's illegal. Talk FBI. Now. I'm just kidding. Is he's it illegal in California? Oh, very. Abortions? I don't know. I don't keep. No, it's not abortion. illegal here yet. I don't think. Abor- I'm pretty sure. I'm just. I'm gonna. You know what? I don't know if it is. Well, not. no, it's federally. I'm just doing a flat. It's like, federally hey, he's just illegal. Kidding. Okay, just to cover all bases, guys. He's just he's just messing around. He doesn't really do that. Yeah, not for you real. Can't, you can't see my face, but yes, I'm totally. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so back to this. Um, this girl was on like such a deep dive. Um, in this scheme, like her own scheme, that I really have no doubt that she started to believe her, herself and her lies, and that she actually had cancer. So once people started to compile a real case against her, they were able to turn in the information to her local police department and an official investigation was launched. Not because they were doing anything there themselves. It was all handed to them by TikTok FBI and the medical community of TikTok. So they did all the work for free. And then the police were like, hey, thank you. You know how deep I've gone into some investigating before, okay? Like sometimes it's just a hobby. It's for fun. Yeah, whatever. We're not getting paid for it. But I've never like led to anyone getting arrested, okay? But either way. So by, th- by this time, her older boyfriend, Tom, I don't know if it's Boland, Booland, whatever, had created a GoFundMe that had raised Filoni. over 37, huh? Filoni. Yeah. Filoni. Yeah. Had raised over $37,000 and she had been sponsored or sponsored by and accepted many other donations from like actual companies and individuals outside of the GoFundMe, like in upwards of $100,000, they're saying. Jeez. 
And according to the search warrant that was obtained, it states that 25 items were taken from her home on her arrest on January 23rd of 2023. And some of those items included an IV pole, a brown paper bag with medical supplies, a wig. She had not lost her hair and had been boasting on TikTok that she takes biotin to do so. Like, what? Not how that works either. Anyways, journals outlining her whole journey, a laptop pills for nausea that were actually in a family member's name, not hers, bank statements, and they repoed her brand new 2023 Kia Sportage. She got that much money for free and she bought a Kia Sportage. Yeah. Well, she actually, so this is, I didn't put this in here because I was trying to like condense the story, but she drove her car to her mother's house, dropped it off, told her mom that she no longer needed a vehicle because she was too sick to, you know, to drive or whatever. Literally, her mom just says, like, okay, whatever. Her mom's, like, in the dark at this point. But her mom on January 5th had posted something on in, um, Facebook that said that she had been put on new chemo medicine and she coded in the ER and they had to use the defibrillator to bring her back. The mom was never wit- witness to this actual event happening. She is getting this information fed from her daughter. Her mom literally is in the dark. She's, like, has zero clue. It's just the oddest thing ever. So, because yeah, she bought a Kia Sportage. So, whatever. The Kias are nice, okay? GoFundMe though has refunded everyone who had donated to that particular thing and they've taken down the um, whole GoFundMe account. Um, the medical professionals who came forward have stated that they are prepared to testify in court regarding all of the inaccuracies they found in her pictures. Some of the people who she stole their pictures from are also willing to come and testify and they're from other countries. She stole pictures where people could see that they were European outlets in the background. Like that's how deep these people were investigating okay. her account. I'll play it devil's advocate here. For yeah, let's hear it. What is she being charged with? Felony theft, I believe. Um, theft? Hold on. So, first degree, first degree theft charge. Felony first degree. It was uh, she made that GoFundMe under false pretenses. She's lying about having cancer and accepting mm. money from companies and organizations. And she is taking monetary gain, um, having monetary gain from going and speaking at functions about being a cancer, like survivor or in treatment or whatever. She's lying. She is obtaining these this money, large amounts of it, under false pretense, and that is a felony when it's over other people's stupidity on just believing flat out someone and giving them money. That's a crime. It was the inconsistencies of her story. And she was not like she was giving like horrible advice to people who could actually have cancer. She was also referencing friendships with people who were actively in treatment and a 17 year old girl that she had become, I guess, close with, they text every day or whatever, had actually passed away. And she made her passing about herself. And that little girl actually had cancer and her family was very involved and supportive. And she sits there and talks about how lonely cancer is and how she's isolated and she can't do this or can't do that. And her mom's trying. It's just, it's a slap like in the face. Like I, I said, it's a medical professional and someone advocate. who had cancer. Yeah. I, I wasn't saying what she's doing is right. I was saying being the devil's advocate, being like, okay, well, what, what legal precedents with- do they have on charging her with crimes is what I was trying to get at the monetary gain under false pretense and theft of services probably I'm arrest all these motherfuckers <laughs> i found on the street corner trying to get money for these fake funerals i'm and taking them to prison boxes that safe homeless i'm hungry taking them to prison well it is <laughs> handling is illegal so i mean you could get them arrested if you wanted yeah. to 
But anyways, her boyfriend was a financial advisor. He might not be anymore. I don't know. He could still be in Davenport, Iowa. And I think he was actually married. I'd seen that in a previous TikTok of someone else mentioning that because a year prior to this cancer scam, she told him that she was pregnant to get him to leave his wife. And then suddenly she was no longer pregnant. There is no medical um, documentation at any surrounding facilities about said pregnancy. They had um, warrants for all of the doctors and everyone that she'd said she'd been seeing or was diagnosed by whatever and none of it was proven true so she was released on a ten thousand dollar cash bond to her boyfriend who started the gofundme for her and he just bailed her out of jail and then she's due back in court on march 2nd 2023 and i'm absolutely flabbergasted by the whole thing because for so many reasons but if you take the one thing take one thing from the story and one thing only is that everybody We'll know what you're doing if you post on the internet. Everybody. Don't lie and don't take money from people unless you want to go to jail. Do you better. Want TikTok FBI on your case. I mean, All hell, right. this could have started with like deep dive MySpace. I don't know, but these people are good at what they're doing and they like, cared about MySpace. No, that's true. I just like that you can make it have a song. But she's like like people who have like now got like side gigs as, you know, influencers or whatever for being PIs. Like, that's how, like, I guess it's pretty lucrative to be in a busybody, nosy person. I'm not that busy or nosy, but it sounds interesting. Hmm. Are you sure? Hey, well, what do you got for us? I'm sure. Okay. Because I have found no crimes yet. I'm always late to the game. Just making sure. <laughs> um, so my story does take place in Iowa as well. Wow, twinsies. Yeah. Wow. I was, I was wow. 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 <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Not so, me. That's for sure. No, no. No, this is a case of a woman who was pronounced deceased and then woke up in the funeral home alive. Okay. That, How does that happen? Right? Yeah. That happened. That okay, hold on. Hold on. A lady died, quote unquote, died at a nursing home, was brought to right. a funeral home, and then woke up alive. <laughs> Wow. Is there anything in between there? Or it's just like, hey, you're dead. And no, no, you're not. Or is it just that? Just that. <laughs> okay, so hold on. But I'll add more details. Okay, okay. okay. So it's not just that. All right. So, so 66, not, yeah, yeah. So it's not just. It's not just a zombie. That's no. a long process to like paperwork, bagging them, tagging them, mm-hmm. unhooking them, and then taking them down there in the bag. Mm-hmm. And she then woke up. How bad, how bad do you think she was breathing? Probably three times a minute when they got there. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know, Will? <laughs> okay, so this woman was 66. Uh, she's not identified, but she was residing at the Glen Oaks Alzheimer's Special Care Center since December of 2021. Soon after arriving at the care center, she was put on hospice care due to senile de- degeneration of the brain. So now she got moved from their normal like Alzheimer's wing to their they have like a separate wing for hospice patients. Like right. total care and palliative care. Yeah. So facility uh, staff were providing comfort measures for the woman and had noted during her stay that she had occurrences of diminished lung sounds and was having seizures. Rough. On January 3rd, around 6 a.m., a staff member noticed that the woman did not appear to be breathing and after, quote unquote, checking for a pulse, noted that she did not feel one. So she then contacted the licensed practical nurse, who in turn called the local funeral home and notified the family of their loved one's passing. 
Okay, so right off the bat, I feel like they're half-assing all of this. Yes. Well, first of all, they cannot pronounce anyone. They have to call a corner to do that final pronunciation. They can have a, you, can, you can have a doctor do it. Yeah, but there was obviously no doctor at this facility to do that. I, don't know. I mean, the doctor gets pronouncing them, but they still have paperwork. I mean, for the coroner to take the case or not, like they have to. Fun- the no, the funeral home takes the over. Body. The coroner doesn't get involved on, on hospice and deaths. No, they don't. Oh well, in Mississippi, they have to on every single death. We have to notify the coroner on every death. I mean, they don't come down for every death. They just say, call the family, call, figure out what funeral home, and send them. Oh, she did. Yeah, they already have yep. all that in place, so they just call directly to the funeral home. Hey, come. Got a fresh one. Right, I, take that up. Back. I take that back. That's what they did with my grandmother, too. She was in hospice, they, and they did not have to have the corner called. They called yeah. up the funeral home. like, I say you, she did. <laughs> I told her. <laughs> she don't bring no more. She done did died. <laughs> yeah, she don't bring, I don't know if I feel pulse from that. And you said she's 66 years old. Okay. 66. Okay. So after contacting the funeral home, the director came by, and with the help of a couple of nurses, Placed the patient in a body bag. This was around 7.30. So about an hour and a half had passed from when the staff member noticed she was not breathing and could not feel pulse till the funeral home director showed up. That's pretty to, quick, actually. To bag the body, yeah. And then so transported the body to the funeral home. At 8.26 a.m., employees at the Ankeny Funeral Home and Crematory unzipped the body bag to find the woman gasping for air. Oh Could you imagine I would, the reaction? I would, I would quit on the spot. I do. No, no, thank you, dude. Bet, no. And honestly, I bet that's not the oddest or scariest or worst thing they've ever witnessed. Working I'm sure. In yeah, I'm sure they have like, plenty of crazy stories. How no, horrible! If I'm like, okay, this is a, uh, I, I work with dead people. They're all dead, and then they should be dead. unzip yeah. it so, and. <gasps> yeah. So it might not. So honestly, it might not have been too far fetched from because I used to work in. Uh, cemetery business, and I've dealt with the funeral homes, and they would tell me stories of like. Hold on, you work in a c- yeah. you worked in the cemetery business. <laughs> cemetery business, sorry. Yeah, so I uh, when I when I moved, no when I moved to Texas, I had uh, gotten a job selling plots and stuff like that to people preparing for that stuff, and we'd have to deal with the funeral homes because when we had to set up funerals and stuff like that as well, um, and they'd always have stories of uh, and this is stuff I've heard over time too. Um, the bodies when they're being exhumed and stuff before before the autopsy happens like a lot of times air that's still in the body will escape from the body and fart bodies the body no they won't fart the bodies will moan and groan yeah yeah and so it's that's something leaving their body that's very normal yeah so it's 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 a very uh so so Probably hearing her gas for air probably wasn't anything too crazy for them. Yeah, but I feel but, like that's something you don't know. Oh, I've to. heard the death the death roll when you roll death them over roll. and put okay. them in the bag, and they do let out that either upper that, air, lower air, is whatever. Right. Is that what's known as death rattle? Um, no, that's like you're still alive and you're on your way to death. Can that's most of the time we're going to yeah, right. but um, yeah, you're probably dying. In so COVID. they found they found this woman gas for air. What do you do in that situation? They called nine one. Get her out of here. We don't want her. Be gone. Take uh, put her back in the purse and put it in reverse, Terry. They just, they just <laughs> zip the bag up and put her back. <laughs> like, whoop! This one's got to cook for you a couple can ride more minutes. Shotgun this time, lady. This one's not ready. <laughs> We're not putting up. a fork in this one. Yeah. No, they called nine one one. So EMS showed up. Uh, they were able to locate a pulse. Noted that she was breathing. So 
took her to the hospital, which then discharged her back to the facility same day uh, where, she no had, where she actually died on the 5th. <laughs> on the 5th. So a couple of days had gone by, and then she was actually dead with her family by her side. Well, that's good. It's a much better way to go. And maybe she didn't plan this. She was going to go out. She's like, I'm going to hold my breath until they think my heart stops. It reminds me on a last field trip. My family don't give a shit about me. Watch this. It reminds me of that scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they're collecting the dead. Bring out your dead. dead. I'm not dead dead yet. (laughs) You'll be stone cold in a moment. (laughs) The only thing I know from that is maybe the dingo ate you, baby. (laughs) Turn me into a newt. (laughs) A newt. She's a witch. So Lisa Eastman, who is the the Alzheimer's Care Facility Executive Director, put out a statement to the press stating, we have been in close communication with the family of the resident, and we just completed an investigation by the Department of Inspections and Appeals regarding the matter. We care deeply for our residents and remain fully committed to supporting their end-of-life care. All employees undergo regular training so they can best support end-of-life care and the death of our residents. After the investigation was completed by the DIA, the facility now faces two state violations, which could result in a $10,000 fine. We're fully committed to supporting their end-of-life care, except for we won't really fully check if they're actually dead. And that's a $25 BLS class that anybody off the street can take to check a damn pulse. Right. My Lord. And now they might have a $10,000 fine, and those nurses are going to have to talk to the board, the State Board of Nursing, about that. They tried. That's all that matters. (laughs) Uh, valiant, valiant effort fail. No. Well, that uh, that half-assed attempt at seeing if someone's dead reminds you of something else. Let's do a half-assed attempt at what time is it, Will? No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, Emily seems in a good mood. I want Emily to do it this time. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Come on, Emily. Emily, what time is it? What time it's, is it, Emily? It's the t- t- top story. <laughs> yeah! All right. So I got top story this week. Um, my top story, I'm going to... I'm going to put it there just, uh, it's a little bit of a trigger warning just because this is something that a lot of females do go through with men. Um, it's this you know, story experience. Uh, yeah. I hate when men do this to me all the time. Dude, I, I know <laughs> I can't get guys to stop doing this to me. Any, uh, anytime I talk to a guy, it's like, I fully expect this to happen. It's like, but, uh, I see my vagina, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, uh, it, it's definitely a story of, uh, just, just uh, male and male toxic entitlement. Uh, I would throw it out there. Uh, but a man in Singapore who wanted a romantic relationship with a woman uh, has initially threatened to sue her for emotional trauma after he found out that she saw him only as a friend. Friend zone. Oh, we missed out yeah. on the sound clip. <laughs> and they the, say she's just a friend. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, the baby, action. you, you got, <laughs> got what I need. need. This is better. We're going with the free, not copyrighted version. Right, right. So the legal action was kept at bay after she agreed to take part in his counseling. But almost uh, uh, one and a half years later, uh, Mr. K. Kaushigan still could not accept that Miss Nora Tan did not want to be in a relationship with him. So she... This happened in Japan. Did I miss Singapore? Singapore. What's that? Singapore. Singapore. Yep. So, so he this didn't guy try to pay for it first off. That was his first mistake. Well, I, I don't know. Okay, so he got her to, to go, to, go to counseling with him as if it's somehow her problem at all. Like that's where all, she messed up her. too, though. No, yeah, she's already given she too much. Should not have gone to. Oh, counseling. absolutely, absolutely. She gave too that? much. 
it's not her issue at all. Like that's just, he needs to go to counseling, sure. But for a year and a half, is that what I'm reading? That a year and a half they went to counseling? They, well, they they were they were really good friends. Um, and then so after a while, she cut him, she cut off contact with him. And when that happened, he filed two lawsuits against her. Uh, a three million dollar high court claim for allegedly causing damage to his stellar reputation. And <laughs> my, my guy, and, my <laughs> house selling your reputation, <laughs> my guy. Uh, first of all, that, that's and, first, and, and, okay. papers with that. Okay. And, tra- and trauma, depression, and impacts to his life. I can believe that. I can believe that one. Yeah, it I might be like a little. I, it might be a little sad, but you know, suck it up, deal with it. I, and, I feel like she doesn't know him anything. Self accountability, like why There's is it on her? Apparently. Right. Clearly, clearly. So, although I feel like trauma, depression, and Im- the impacts. The only, the only thing maybe new is the impact because I'm sure he was depressed to begin with. I, I mean, if right. he's already doing this, like I feel like he he has issues that we aren't even acknowledging at this well, point. So clearly, so but he check, shouldn't be allowed to file a lawsuit about that. Like, right. so check this out because in the court. Yeah, so check this out because it's it's crazier and crazier. So he also filed a $22,000 magistrate court claim for allegedly breaching an agreement to improve the relationship, which means that the latter suit was, uh, well, before we get into it, the the latter suit was struck out by the court earlier in January um, because they said uh, Mr. Kashigawa's claim was manifestly groundless and without foundation and amounted to an abuse of the court process, basically. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, I mean, this is ridiculous, you know. So uh, they also added that the court will not be an accessory to his calculated attempt to compel <laughs> engagement from the defendant who, after years of massaging the claimant's, unha- uh, mas- excuse me, massaging the claimant's unhappiness, has finally decided to stand up to his threats rather than cower and give in his demands. Yeah. Yeah, so. She's only massaging his unhappiness. <laughs> She definitely was. She absolutely was. You know, generally men are usually happy when their happiness is being massaged. But um, but I guess it stems back to September 2020. Um, That's when problems began to arise when they became misaligned in how they saw their relationship. Uh, Miss Tan regarded Mr. Kashigan only as a friend. He considered to be his closest, quote, unquote, closest friend. That's still just a friend, though. That's friend, right. Yeah. With right. benefits, I think there's an asterisk misking, misking. I don't. Misking. I don't but think there was though. Really feeding into this like mentality yeah, he's got, and that's where the massaging unhappiness so comes in. Yeah. That's how you massage unhappiness. I hope you, that that's a misprint or so, something. It's not. That, that that phrase totally makes sense to me. Like she's kind of like taking, giving it to him I would easy, say, like, like pacifying. Well, then that's the same thing. It was massaging unhappiness. Yeah. I will no longer say anything except for massaging unhappiness. God. <laughs> right. So um, so when that started to happen, Miss Tan had asked for the interactions to be reduced, which made Mr. Kashigan very unhappy. <clears throat> As he felt it constituted taking a step back in the relationship, nevertheless, she emphasized the need for boundaries and urged him to be self-reliant. Yeah, you got to massage your own unhappiness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have two hands. So, <laughs> you might only need one though and will has uh, a set of stirrups so on october 22nd 2020 that um mr kashigan issued a, her letter uh issued her a letter of demand threatening legal action for monetary damages arising from negligent infliction of emotional distress and possible defamation emotional damage <laughs> there it is <laughs> Defamation of what? She's not shitting on his character. 
Right, right. I think but you, you know, try and tell that to someone who's got a narcissistic look at themselves. Right. That's probably what Re- this is. Rejecting him is the defamation. Yeah. Remember, he but has a stellar like reputation. Did it from the freaking stellar. front page of the newspaper. Stellar. stellar. Like that defamation, like suggests that she is publicly thinking of on him. You're thinking of libel. No, like defamation no, of character is making it known. Like no, libel you're, is printed slander. That's what I'm saying. That she's thinking of libel. But I'm just saying she's not publicly doing it. So like if she's making him feel away, that's not considered defamation. That's hurting his feelings. So, uh, so you just got to massage more unhappiness, Emily. <laughs> no, I will not. I refuse. TikTok FBI involved. As a married couple, do you massage his happiness every now and then, Emily? Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> She needs what's it. Op- what, yeah, it needs, yeah, what's the opposite of massage? <laughs> needs it with so, knuckles. She's so making biscuits with Octavio. <laughs> now, Miss um, Tan... On her toes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Miss Tan did try to reason with Mr. Kashigan. She told him in a text message that her discomfort was genuine. Uh, he responded immediately by saying she could either comply with his demands mm-hmm. to deepen the relationship or suffer, yeah. suffer irrevocable oh, yeah. damage to her oh, personal yeah. and professional uh, endeavors. Get well, up. That's a real, that's a real man. <laughs> real man right there. I like those big words, irrevocable. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Irrevocable damage. Why would, yeah. he, why would he think that, like... Did you just correct us? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I would make I would make a joke, but we'd probably I'd, we'd probably get canceled immediately. This, this all reminds me of um, Neville Papperman from uh, iCarly. All of it. Emily has the most serious look on her face right now. If you I could only see it, listen. I don't know. Like, I was biting my lip. She's. A, I was to listen to who grammar, he's talking about. The grammar Nazi. Over here. I am the grammar Nazi. But what? Who's the person you're talking about? That's from iCarly. I know the kids watch it, but what? Yeah, character ne- is that? Neville Papperman, the the short white kid who's in love with Carly. And he says, uh, you will rue the day when you turn down Neville Papperman. Rue it, I tell you. I just, I don't understand. So, okay, so awkward silence just, of yeah, Just to be clear, right. <laughs> I apologize. Just to be clear, defamation is the act of communicating to a third party false information or false degrading comments of someone's character. So you do have to tell other people. We don't, we don't know if she did or not. Why would she? She went to therapy with him. That's the know. weirdest thing ever. So, and so, just insane. So on that note, on that note, this is where the therapy comes up. Uh, when when this happened, uh, Mr. Kashigan's counselor then asked Miss Tan to participate in their sessions. Um, she agreed as she thought it would help him come to terms with her decision not to pursue a romantic relationship with him. After a year and a half, Miss Tan stopped the sessions as she felt they had become futile. Jeez, futile. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Let's keep I don't know. Futile. Probably. If you can see them, wow. I'm just going to start saying you said words it wrong. It's futile. So, yeah, they became futile. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, futile. Futile. <laughs> it's wonderful Italian. It's wonderful. Uh, so, in April 2022, she started harassment proceedings against Mr. Kashigan. In, res- in response, he alluded to a potential claim against her in a text message peppered with terms like damage that has strong legal basis and make yeah. your liability worst. Oh, what a man. Yes. <laughs> Get him. 
using those big words against her. Oh, yeah. So on July 7th, he filed a high court claim against her. He alleged that due to certain remarks and negligence on her part, he mm-hmm. suffered a loss in earning capacity and business partnerships, as well as costs incurred in rehabilitation and therapy programs to overcome the trauma he suffered. What a big fucking baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just go to work and get over. She doesn't like you, bro. Oh, my gosh, man. Move on. It sounds we like all have you, jobs. We all have lives, and not everybody likes us. Get how over much it. of an incel do you have to be to fucking just this do is this? Such Mister Tate vibes. God, I hate uh, it. Oh, so yeah. Miss Tan then obtained an ex- expedited protection order against him and engaged lawyers to file her defense and counterclaim to the suit. He claimed that as a result of the breach, his earning capacity as an active high capital trader by night and a busy CEO by day has been neglected negatively affected and that he has had to look for deeper psychological assistance. He's probably finding someone else to give him a better happy massage. Is what it is. Uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Right, yeah. right. How is he trading by night and CEO by day? Yeah, he doesn't. So this is still, so this is still ongoing this um, is and, in litigation right now. Right. So the $3 million high court claim is fixed for a pretrial hearing on February 9th. They're entertaining this. Shame on that right. court system for exactly. entertaining this BS. Shame on them. This is wow. happening in where? where? Singapore? Singapore. Singapore. This yeah. is also the same country, I think, if I remember off. right. Moved but on. at the same time, if I remember right, I think this is the same country where they let the guy sue his wife because their kid came out ugly. That's what's up. I can I can get behind that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. she had like a bunch of plastic... Uh, Plastic surgery, Plastic surgery. Done yeah. Prior, yeah. To, yeah. Prior to them meeting, yeah. right? And so, so the kid, the came out, the kid came out not to his desire, so he sued her. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah, like a man in black when he delivers a octopus baby. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh shit! I bet the kid looked just like the dad. <laughs> God, that's honestly like both of my kids look just like their dads. And that wraps it up for the top story. Nice. Yeah, and that wraps up our show. That's that's our show for this week. We hope you uh, enjoyed some of those stories, uh, at least one of them. <laughs> Hopefully you learned about TikTok FBI. Uh, I don't know. Um, you learned how to get your mas- unhappiness massaged. Yeah. Uh, Stop being a baby. The new trend of a dick hood ornament. Yeah, right. there you go. You, if, you unknowingly. if you hit something going east, west, what would you say? Yeah, I think you're going east towards Mobile. For real, though, if you know anybody that, hey, I hit a bump on Monday morning, for real, tell tell someone because you might be, they say unknowingly hit the body. So yeah, I don't know if you're might, in trouble or no, not. You're not in trouble. You're not in trouble. You just yeah, got to let them know, like, hey, how many people. You kept going. You're in trouble. Nope. No. No. You know you, you are. Know. That's why they're not going back. You, you don't know. No, you don't know. You don't know. Okay. You don't know. No, but Okay, I also wanted to go back to that about, so he was ejected from the bike. We don't know how fast he was going or whatever, but. What I was thinking about is like how if he must have slid, maybe he slid on his front side, like his mm-hmm. belly, and that like his pants were like singed off from the road rash. That happens mm-hmm. a lot, like, you know, when we get traumas and stuff. And maybe he skid so far that the entire front of his pants fell off and that was part of the part that came off. Or maybe like the six cars that ran him over. Yeah. I've just never seen someone's body, like that, that part of their body ejected. That happens on, that happens on the off. freeway all the time. Just that? No, no. They just oh. get exploded <laughs> into pieces. You imagine a car yeah. hitting you at 75 miles an hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't imagine responding to that call. Responding to that call must have been brutal. Yeah, just pieces everywhere. Yeah. 
Right. Anyways, uh, let us know how, what you think happened. Uh, send us uh, letters, more letters, more questions. We really enjoy those. And uh, like I said, keep telling people about us because it's whatever you're doing is working. We literally have uh, almost tripled since we, our first episode, and that's really awesome to see. So um, that's all I got. You guys got anything else you want to say? Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash badnewsbears. You can also find us on Instagram at Bad News Bears Podcast. Bad News Bears Podcast. Both of them. Facebook and Instagram, Bad News Bears Podcast. And also, something I forgot about completely is if you go to anchor.fm under our page, you can actually leave us voicemails and we can hear them and possibly play them oh, yeah. on our show. You can leave us a voicemail. We can all hear it. And we can, if it's cool enough and you say enough good things, we'll play it on the show. <laughs> or if you want to submit your questions that you'd like us yeah, to talk about, can, that would yeah, be even better. Ask, we could actually have you true. play. That's true. You ask us the questions yourselves instead of having us read them badly. You got to have a cool last name like Hershey or Felony or sorry, Felony or Weinstein. Felony. Yeah, Felony. <laughs> yeah, Felony. But uh, yeah, that's our show. <laughs> we, uh, we'll see you next week with more outrageous stories. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Half the town screaming out in vain The other half is fake But everybody's singing along It's okay, we'll all soon be gone Hey